Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. Series on scars. Why not a sermon series on joy, hope, 25 ways to have more lasting peace in your life? Is there any benefit to a, to a sermon series on scars? I mean, after all, scars are like these constant reminders, aren't they? They have fused with our memory about a certain life event, something that we went through, something that happened to us. And they have marked us. And they have changed us. Scars are pretty much a constant reminder of something that happened to us. So why a sermon series on scars? Because I believe that we're supposed to embrace this whole concept of of scars in a brand new way. In a way that brings us freedom, that does bring us joy and hope and peace. And I believe it just takes a, a just a different perspective about the scars that we have gotten throughout our life. And I am talking mostly about the mental or the emotional scars, but certainly we know that the physical, physical scars that we might have are probably connected to some of those mental and emotional traumas that we've gone through. It's all kind of connected in there, but we're going to talk mostly about the emotional ones, the mental ones, the personality ones, the ones that are kind of maybe invisible, a little bit harder to see, and probably affect us more than any physical scar that we carry for the most part. So I'm going to ask you, are you ready to make some bold proclamations this morning? Yes. Are you ready? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to hear your heart. And for order to us to hear your, your heart, we have to be completely empty of who we are this morning. I ask that you would indeed speak through me this morning all the words that we need to hear, that none of Jay's words will enter into this equation. That we hear your heart, your words, your spirit only this morning. So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and you would lead us into all truth, that you might have to comfort us along the way here, but we pray that that since your presence is here, that you would lead us into all truth this morning. And Jesus, we praise you for this opportunity that you made us, and you made us able to be in Father's presence this morning. So we're going to ask for your will to be done and for your name to be honored, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Scars. We know are are not wounds, but they're but they're caused by wounds. So we're going to talk about scars, but we're also going to talk about the wounds and what what caused them, how do they affect us? Do we still walk around with open wounds? And why do we walk around with open wounds when we have Jesus to heal us? And how do we find redemption and healing in our story? And in order to talk about the wounds, I think we're going to have to talk about the root cause. And, and sin is the root cause of many of our wounds. The sins that we either committed or the sins that were committed against us. Without a doubt, sin has made deep, deep impacts on us, deep cuts into our lives. And there are Echoes of sin still in our life that affect the way we think, the way we feel. 
that bring out feelings of condemnation, anxiety, rejection, and shame. And, and they trip us up from time to time, don't they? I mean, they do. And perhaps they make us wonder from time to time whether or not we could be truly free from them, be truly free of the, of the impact that it's made on our life or, or, or threatens to make on our life. Can we really be free of this? And the answer, of course, is yes. The answer is yes, we can be free. And in many cases, we are already free, but we believe a lie about what, how good God is and what the Word says about our freedom. And sin is this root cause of many of our wounds. So we're going to deal with the wounds, we're going to, and we're going to deal with the fears that are connected to them, and we're going to find a redemptive story in all of them, because it's in His Word, and it's in Jesus, and it's in through His Spirit that we're going to receive freedom. So we're going to, next week we're going to talk about sin, the wound maker. Sin, the wound maker. The week after that we're going to talk about condemnation, which is the fear of judgment. We're going to deal with that one, because that's a huge one. We're going to talk about anxiety, which I think is the fear of the unknown. We're going to talk about rejection, which is the fear of disapproval. And then we're going to talk about shame, the fear of our past. I believe those five things are kind of like the heavy hitters of sin. And a lot of our wounds can be traced from any one of those particular things. And and they are devastating to us if we live and stay wounded. Amen? If we stay wounded, they're devastating to our relationships, to, to our relationship with God, with our relationship with each other and with our family, and, and our relationship with a world that desperately needs to know the gospel. They affect all of that, and the enemy knows this. And this is why we need redemption stories. We need testimonies. We need witnesses of what God has done in our life, what God is doing in our life, and what God will do in our lives as we continue to walk with him. We need redemption stories. We need to look at our scars in far different ways than we have been so far. So here's proclamation number one. Are you ready for this one? Okay. Proclamation number one. Scars have a redemptive purpose with a story to tell. Scars have a redemptive purpose with a story to tell. The Apostle Paul talked about his in Galatians 6.17. He said this, From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Now the word marks here is the Greek word stigma. And stigma means a cut or a brand. So Paul is saying, I bear cuts and brands that show that I belong to Jesus Christ. The other deeper meaning of the word stigma is I bear the marks of service. So this is what Paul is saying. He says, I, you know, I belong to Jesus. And so all these things, shipwrecks, imprisonment, beatings, people leaving me, I bear the marks of service because I belong to Jesus. So these things are, they have caused wounds, but now they are scars. And they show who I belong to. This whole thing about Paul. Paul used to say this over and over again through the scriptures. He says, he describes himself in two ways. He says, I am a bondservant or I am a slave of Christ. The next time you go to a a party or or a public setting and you get introduced to someone new, try one of those two uh, titles and see what kind of conversation comes. Hi, I'm Jim. Well, hi, I'm a bond servant of Jesus Christ. How are you? Oh, I bear the marks of service. 
See what happens after that. Be interesting, wouldn't it? Be interesting. To, because that's what you are. Now, the whole idea of a bondservant and a slave in, in that particular political climate, in that time period, there weren't, they weren't much difference. If you were a slave, you were a slave. If you were a bondservant, you were, you were a slave. But a bondservant was a little bit different in this way. A bondservant chose to stay a slave because they loved the master. And so even though they, they were set free, they chose to remain with the master. And they would get a mark in their ear. They would go to a doorpost, have a metal wall, and put a mark through their ear. Paul says, I choose to be marked for Jesus. I choose to be a bond servant. So all those things that have left scars on me mean I belong to Jesus. And I'm his. You see, uh, scars are really uh, these holy stigmas. They identify us as true sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters and bond servants of God. This morning, if you if you have bent your knee to Jesus Christ, you are no longer your, your own. You're a bond servant. It means you have chosen to remain in the service of the king. Now, you have the rights and the privileges of living in the kingdom as sons and daughters, but you are a bond servant this morning, and you already bear the marks of Jesus. I think we need to embrace this view of scars because of this one extremely outrageous idea, concept, truth. We need to embrace this whole attitude of scars and how they make us visible uh, representatives of Jesus Christ and his kingdom because we cannot escape being wounded in this world. It's impossible to not be wounded in this world and by this world, by our sin or by other people's sins. It's impossible. So we need to have a concept about being wounded and God transforming those wounds into scars that make us visible representatives of Jesus Christ because it changes everything going forward. Let's turn to John 16, Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 32, 33. Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Can you hear something in Jesus' voice there? Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. That is a perfect way to respond when we feel alone. I have said these things to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Some translations say trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. The Greek word there for trouble, for tribulation, means to be oppressed, to be beaten down, to feel uh, alienated, to feel lost. Think of every bad word that you can think of. That's what that word trouble actually means there. But Jesus says, fear not. All that crap I have overcome. I, and that word actually means I have conquered it. I have conquered it. Jesus was betrayed by his friends. He, his message was rejected by every religious leader. On the night of his betrayal, he was left alone by his closest friends and allies. Innocent. He was falsely accused, he was condemned, and he was crucified. Jesus knows all about trouble. And he has the scars to prove it. Jesus knows all about trouble and he has the scars to prove it. Why is that important for us? I have a question first. Did Jesus have a resurrected resurrected body after the resurrection? Why did he still have scars? Jesus' resurrection body was healed, right? I mean, he was raised from the dead. So that's pretty healed. 
You know, I mean, that's, I don't know how much more healed you can get when you've been raised from the dead, right? But his body still had scars. The Holy Spirit, when, he, when, he, when the power of the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead, the power of God raised Jesus from the dead, he could have made all that disappear, right? But he left those scars. Let's go to John 20. John chapter 20, verses 24. He's already appeared to the disciples, except for Thomas. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Now that just is amazing right there. How did Jesus get there? It's amazing. Which goes to say that there is something powerful about resurrected body of Christ, right? And yet he still has scars. And he said to them, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord, and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's a pretty amazing account. B. God left the scars on Jesus to prove the power of God. Could it be that simple? Something else is pretty cool in this encounter. Can you see it? Is Jesus ashamed of his scars? He not only shows them, he says, come here and touch them. I want you to be intimate with my scars. So much so I want you to put your hand inside where that wound is. That's pretty intimate. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no anxiety about showing his scars. There's no rejection that he's fearing. He's saying, come examine my scars. Touch them. See, my scars don't define me, but they do help you recognize me. My scars don't define me, but it helps you recognize what God did in me and what God did for me. He raised me from the dead. So touch him. Touch him all you want. If it's going to help you believe, great. That's what I want. That's what I want. Jesus said, even though I have scars, I am more alive than I've ever been in my life. Because he was. He had a resurrection body. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. And in our scars. In our stories, our redemptive stories, are you seeing this yet? The next proclamation. My scars don't define me. They position me. My scars don't define me. They position me. See, my scars position my heart to worship a Messiah that died for me, a Messiah that loves me, to worship a Messiah that I desperately need. My scars... Point me out as a redeemed one. My scars point me out as a redeemed one. Someone that has been touched by God, even though I was wounded, even though I was hurt, even though I was full of anxiety or condemnation or shame or or rejection, my scars now show that God has redeemed every one of them. See, my scars point me out as a redeemed one. Jesus kept his scars. He showed his scars because they proved that he was victorious. And they promise that we can be as well. Isaiah 53.5 says this. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. The Hebrew word there for heal means to cure and to, to make whole. But it means to mend by stitching something together. See, this is a really up close and personal God here that he knows how to mend us. He knows how to put us back together. He knows how to heal those wounds. He knows what he needs to do to stitch us back together for health. This is what this word means here. In, by, his, by his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed. This next proclamation. Jesus had scars, and his scars covered mine. Jesus had scars, but his scars covered mine, because by his wounds, we are healed. Jesus suffered unimaginable pain and trauma, physical, mental, and relational trauma. We don't often think about that, but think about the relational trauma that Jesus experienced, being totally deserted by all his friends being left alone. That, that Even when they were hanging with him for a bit, they wouldn't even stay awake and pray for him or with him. That is trauma that Jesus experienced. He, he cried out in anguish in the garden, but he didn't stay that way. Every, everything about Jesus, what he went through, means that we could be whole. And that we can walk in new life even if we have scars. We don't want to walk around with open wounds. And there's no need to walk around with open wounds if we're in Christ Jesus. We can deal with them. We can be healed from them. This is the promise of the resurrection. This is still the gospel message. This is, this, you know, we haven't, we've done with that series, but really this is still the gospel message here. This is what God has done for us. The next proclamation. Is really simple. My scars are redemptive reminders. My scars are redemptive reminders. Jesus transforms wounds into redemptive stories. All those life moments where, where the enemy wants us to live in pain, Father God wants us to live in purpose. That purpose is redemption. So I'm going to share one of my redemptive scars, where God has redeemed something in my life. It's left a scar, but it's a redemptive story of mine. And it has to do with my speech. I grew up with a very huge speech impediment, really bad one. Had to go to speech therapy class and everything. And for years, I was ashamed of my voice. I was ashamed of the way it sounded. Because what I would do, instead of taking one word at a time in a sentence, I would take all those words and I would condense them into just one word. And so my diction was sloppy, and you couldn't discern one word from the next when I spoke. So it sounded a lot like gibberish a lot of times, especially when I got excited. And so that's why I went through speech therapy class, which was a big mistake because it was only some teacher holding up flashcards, getting people to it – wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. But over the years and throughout my teenage years, God slowly – Help me redeem my voice and redeem the wounds that was there. Because I was afraid to speak up and afraid to talk out loud, I would be quiet. 
that's hard to imagine, I know, that, that I would actually be quiet and shy and, and removed from everything because I was just afraid of messing up words and because I would get picked on and, you know, because of the way I talked. So I learned how to be silent. So when God started to redeem my voice and redeem my diction and I was able to say most words without an issue, he gave me three things that I just want to share with you that, I think you could apply to your... I wrote these in my journal. These three truths. That my voice has weight. It has value because God gave it to me. That my voice had significance because of what God taught me through all those life experiences. All the life experiences. All the times that I struggled speaking. And all the times I got picked on. And all the times that people thought I was stupid or unintelligent because I couldn't speak right. God used them, and my voice had significance because of it. Here's the kicker. And even if nobody ever wanted to listen to me, God would. God had no problem listening to me. And once I got that, my control over my speech got better and better. Now, there's still remnants, and you hear them almost every Sunday morning. You know, that there's remnants. I stumble over words sometimes because I get excited, and I start thinking ahead of myself. So I start to stumble. But these... I use this as, I usually make fun of those moments, not in a mean way, because there is a scar. It's not a wound. You know, so I can point it out, I can have good-naturedly poke fun at myself and have a good time with it. You know, I make jokes like, oh, I sound like I was speaking in tongues there. Things like that, but I'm not, de- I'm not devouring myself. I can laugh at it now because it's just a scar. And it points to the redemption of that particular part of my life by Jesus Christ. Can you see that? Can you see that? So much so, and please, I'm going to tell you these things. I am not bragging, but just to see what God has done. Okay? Most Sunday mornings I get to talk in front of you. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful gift. I get to speak at men's events all across this country. Have done for the past almost 10 years. I have a radio program that's been on the air for five years. And that that podcast gets broadcast all over the world. This past two weeks, I've been on three individual podcast interviews. That's all to the glory of God. Because he restored my speech. See, he, and even at the very last podcast I did, we had a, I had a great time with these group of guys. And we were having so much fun just talking and sharing ideas. I started to get a little tongue-tied towards the end. And I tend to do that when I get tired. And, but we all laughed, and we had a great moment of, I use that joke, I'm speaking in tongues, please forgive me for all those who don't believe in that gift anymore. And, you know, it's, and, so, and here it was, you know, it was just a moment of light laughter between people with no shame, no anxiety, because God has redeemed. It's a redemption story. The scar is a speech scar. But I will not let the enemy quiet my voice. Amen? Amen? Yes, we can't. Our scars are redemptive stories. And so my speech is a redemptive story no matter how sloppy it gets. Because the focus is not on the wound. And the focus is not even on the scar. The focus is on God's redemption. See, that's why we can look at our scars in a whole different way. Because they point to God's redemption in us. 
God's restoration in us. God's transformation in us. So, yes, if we have open wounds, we've got to deal with it. We've got to heal them. And we've got to apply the blood of Jesus to that. And, and we've got to learn how to walk uh, in newness of life so that we grow some spiritual scar tissue that point to Jesus Christ's redemption in us. Proclamation number six, and my last one for today. There's going to be a lot of proclamations throughout this series, okay? My scars point to where God has redeemed me. My scars point to where God has redeemed me. Psalm 107.2 Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. Basically, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Don't be ashamed of your story. Your story has weight. Your story has value. And I know sometimes even emotional and relational scars are hard to look at. But if they are indeed scars and not open wounds, God has already done a work in you. And we, can, we should never be ashamed of any of that. We should never be af- afraid to tell the story of what God has done and is still continuing to do. But the whole point of it is that our scars point to what God has done in our lives already. And we should never be ashamed of our scars. 